So not too long ago, I held this workshop at WPPI where I gave my top 30 creative strategies to get photography clients as fast as possible without paid ads. And it killed it. It sold out. It was incredible. I've been sitting on it for a little while and I've decided to bring it back, to bring it back and to give it directly to you. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to pay anything either. I just want to help you grow your business each day for three days. I'm going to share with you 10 ultra unique creative ways to attract dream clients to your photography business without spending a bunch of money. I'm calling this thing the three day client blitz and it is pure gold for three days. I'm going to give you so many creative ideas to get clients in your business right now. Just go to sixfigurephotography.com forward slash blitz six S I X six figure photography.com forward slash blitz b l i t z i can't wait to give you some incredible ideas you're listening to the six figure photography podcast where we teach you how to grow your photography business if you need the show notes or want to check out the latest blog post visit sixfigurephotography.com now here's your host ben hartley Hello, everyone, and welcome to the SFP Podcast. My name is Ben Hartley. I'm a wedding photographer and educator out of Columbus, Ohio. Look, six-figure photography is about having a business that allows you to live a life of abundance. Abundance, not just in your profits, you guys, but abundance in relationships and creativity. It's less about accumulating wealth and more about discovering self-worth and providing value to everyone that you encounter. Today's episode is going to be incredibly helpful and practical, especially for the timing that it's airing, because today's episode is all about giving you the right tools to take away that stress, that anxiety of tax season. You know what I'm talking about. All right. Our guest is Trevor McKendrick. He started an iPhone app company, grew it to over a million users, and then went on to sell that company for massive profit in 2015. He has a master's in accounting and educates entrepreneurs and solopreneurs like yourselves to crush all of your accounting anxieties. I want to take a moment before we begin to thank our supporters of the SFP podcast. And before I do that, just a quick note to our audience out there. You guys, if you're hearing me talk about a business, it's because I 100% believe in that company. I have personally used them. And I don't just believe in their product, but I believe in the people behind that product. And so on that note, I have to tell you about Fundy Designer. Look, Fundy has been a massive part of the success of my studio uh, for for years, okay? And this comes down to probably, I guess, three or four main reasons. Number one, Fundy allows me to be a better storyteller. Okay, they allow me to unravel and tell my stories, uh, my clients' stories in a better and more complete way and then make sure that those stories are preserved through print. Number two, Fundy has, um, they've given back not just uh, hours of time, to, to me and my staff, but literally at this point, days of time. And lastly, Fundy has generated massive amounts of income for the studio. Look, this is because you can not only design inside of Fundy Designer, but you can proof and then sell right inside of the same software. You guys, you must go check out Fundy Designer. And look, they just launched version 7, which now allows you to do all of this stuff even faster, even easier. It's so freaking powerful. 
I would also like to thank the photo booth supply company, PBSCO. Look, I've been talking about photo booths for a long time now because photo booths are one of the easiest ways to diversify your photography income. And this is so important. All right. There are photo booths everywhere. I just got back from WPPI and I look around the trade show floor and I just see all these different uh, kind of thrown together booths, all these different ideas. And I have to tell you guys, the photo booth supply company is hands down the best photo booth in the industry. Just ask around. It, it is a no brainer. Um, look, the best in the business use them. And for good reason. People like Susan Stripling, Jerry Gahonis, Ben Hartley. Look, I kid. But here's the deal. Yes, their photo booth is amazing. It is the best of the best. But on top of it, the support system, the community, the education, uh, all these tools that they give you to help you launch your photo booth business are what make the photo booth supply company stand out against all of the rest. Trevor, welcome to the SFP podcast. This is awesome to have you on board. I, I, I'm so excited because one of the things that I'm always talking about uh, at Six Figure Photography is what we can learn from people outside of the photography industry, outside of the photography niche, especially when it comes to the business side of things. Now, you kind of find yourself in this interesting in-between in that you have a master's in accounting and your wife is the photographer. Tell me a little bit more about you and your wife. Wow. Uh, starting off uh, with a softball here. So <laughs> um, uh, my wife and I have been married for about four years. Uh, she's a full-time wedding photographer. Uh, we live uh, in Austin, Texas. Um, we just moved here actually a couple months ago from uh, Salt Lake City, Utah, but we're liking it out here. And uh, she's actually not home right now because she's um, I don't I can't even keep track of her schedule anymore. But she's uh, somewhere else, either doing a shoot or a workshop or something. I have no idea. Um, but anyways, uh, we've been married for for about four years. Uh, she does that, and I'm a, a former uh, recovering accountant, uh, also successful um, entrepreneur in my own right. I just sold my uh, uh, my tech company for half a million bucks a couple months ago. Um, and now I'm, now I'm talking to you here. Really excited to do it. That's awesome. Congratulations on that, by the way. That's huge. Thank Dude, I, I bet the listeners out there are just thinking to themselves, man, if only my spouse was like, <laughs> had a master's in accounting, I would be set. I would be, it w <laughs> there wouldn't be these problems. Um, your wife's got it made. Uh, but, but this is real because I think a lot of photographers Right, we we've entered into the space of of starting our own photography business, and there's just there's so much fear of the unknown. And when I say the unknown, I'm talking about taxes and the IRS and accounting and incorporating and 1099s. How do I pay myself? All of these questions. It's it's really um, it, it's really kind of nerve wracking. I actually just had a, a phone conversation yesterday on my drive home from the studio with a gal who is just looking for some some guidance on on these questions specifically about taxes what can she claim and all this stuff and and what should she be focusing on and I, there's just, when it's all taken care of, when we get to the bottom of these answers, and, and we're going to kind of unpack that today a little bit with you, my goodness, there's so much peace of mind on the other side when when you're not worrying about these things. And so um, this is what we're going to dig into today with you, mate. We're, we're going to start talking a little bit about some of these some of these questions and, and, uh, and how we should find solutions to them. 
And so um, let's just dive right in. I don't even want to waste any more time because one of the number one questions that I hear is I've started, I've started uh, essentially charging money for my photography. At what point is it a business, right? At what point do I start paying taxes? When do I incorporate? Should I be an LLC? All those type of questions. So Trevor, uh, that would be my first question to you. When should a photographer actually incorporate their business? That's a really good question, and kind of just to to you know cover my basis here. You know, this isn't uh, official legal advice or anything like that. This is just uh, general advice, uh, information purposes only, as people are listening. But th- what the 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 question that you you just asked about, you know, when should I incorporate, is something that every photographer in the world uh, eventually runs into. Um, and what I tell people is that if you were at all serious about doing this full time, um, whether you have, you know, as soon as you've made your first dollar really and you have clients coming in, I would seriously look at uh, incorporating. Hmm. And, and the reason I say that is for a couple of reasons. Um, first and foremost, and uh, I think people hear about this um, and, and talk about it, but don't really understand quite exactly what it means, is like protecting your personal assets. Mm-hmm. So, for example, if you uh, did a, a wedding and, you know, worst case scenario, like uh, you lost the hard drive or, uh, with with the photos on it or something terrible happened and you didn't, you didn't have the uh, – and you got sued by your client, um, you know, depending on how the lawsuit went, they could potentially – if you were just uh, – if you were not incorporated, uh, they could, uh, you know, potentially get, you know, your car, your house, any, you know, cash you have in your personal bank account. Uh, versus if you if your business uh, was incorporated, whether that's as a, an S corporation or a C corporation or an LLC, um, and the same thing happened, well, then they can only have access to the assets that the corporation has. So, uh, you know, your photography gear, uh, you know, maybe whatever cash you have in your account. And that's still, you know, not great, but that's a lot different from someone having access to your to your personal stuff. And so... Uh, and so that's why I say if, you, if you're at all serious about this, if you have money coming in, it's really simple to do. Uh, an LLC is uh, in most states is super simple and very cheap to set up. Uh, there's there's no real good reason, in my opinion, not to do it. So you're pretty much saying like yesterday, because <laughs> I think most photographers listening here, we've made a buck, right? We we've done a shoot uh, and and we've charged uh, a certain amount. So I think this probably goes out to the large majority. So you're saying it's really easy to start an LLC. Is this something that we do online? You know, I see. <laughs> I, I have a few businesses, right? And just recently we went to go set up an LLC and like you, you get this like this list of like all these different, you know, third party companies that'll set it up yep. for you. Do you are you supposed to meet with someone in person, call them up? What is the best kind of option to, to take when when incorporating? Yeah, so if it's just you, so let's step back a little bit. You talk about like all the different services that'll do it for you. You can talk to an attorney and an accountant. You have like myriad options uh, for people that are more than happy to take your money to set one of these things up. <laughs> um, and so what I tell people is that like the services, I think one of the most popular ones is LegalZoom, which I have personally used. Um, and these, this, so I'll use that as the example, but services like LegalZoom are great as long as you don't, uh, as long as you like fit within the box that they put people in, if that makes sense. So what I mean by that is if you have a, relative, a relatively straightforward structure and setup. So if, if you're the owner or maybe you have – it's you and, and your spouse or you and a partner – um, you know, maybe uh, you know you're gonna have an employees, but you don't yet, or you only have a couple of employees. As long as things are like straightforward, 
uh, these services are great because they're basically templates. It's all automated, right? Um, and they do a great job as long as you don't have like like you know some complicated um, circumstances where, say for example, um, uh, with your, say for example where you're going to split the ownership of the company. 50-50, but you're going to pay out the profits, let's say, 80-20. That's a thing that's possible. That's a thing that you can – that it's totally legal. You can figure out how to do that. Um, but it, it complicates things a little bit more for something like using like LegalZoom. Um, so anyways, to answer your original question, uh, LegalZoom is great. Um, as, as far as bang for your buck, they're going to be uh, really good. If you have more complicated specific needs, you can talk to an accountant or a lawyer specifically. And if you're really enterprising – uh, you can – in a lot of states, it's not hard to just do it yourself. Um, I've done it myself and then people say, oh, well, you're an accountant. This is uh, – <laughs> you, you know. You've got superpowers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and it's like, and no, I didn't – I mean I didn't learn about uh, setting this stuff up at all in school. I didn't – nor when I was working as an accountant. Um, um, and so some states are going to be a lot easier than others. So I did mine uh, – I set mine up in Utah. In Utah, it's 70 bucks. It takes uh, 24 hours. It's like the easiest thing in the world versus, say, in California or Delaware, it's uh, much more expensive and it's also a bit more complicated. So anyways, if you don't know what to do, if you're looking for the best – Easiest way to do it, and you're, you know, you, obviously you have clients, so you're willing to pay some money. Go, LegalZoom's great, great option. That's great advice, and I think a lot of photographers listening would probably, I mean, probably find themselves into a little bit more of that um, straightforward approach to setting things up. I'm sure there's a handful of studios out there that are, are going to take some, um, you know, alternative routes, but I, I bet this is uh, going to hold true for for most of the listeners. Well, one of the things that you brought up here is, you know, you mentioned if it does get complicated, you could talk to an accountant. And, you know, again, getting back to my conversation that I had with this gal yesterday on my way home, you know, she was just kind of unloading all of these worries and anxieties and asking me all these questions. And I had to be honest with her. I had to tell her, you know what? I don't, I actually don't know. I don't know the answer to these questions. And I'll tell you why I don't know. And I actually was like, and I'll tell you why you shouldn't know either. Like you should, you should have an accountant to worry about this because you have too many other things to worry about, right? Recently, I did an interview with Jared Bauman of Shoot.Edit, and we were talking all about outsourcing. What can you be outsourcing? As photographers, we're always thinking about outsourcing our editing. But I think that even before that, one of my very first things I recommend people outsource is their accounting. You know, having having this type of advice, having someone be able to take the reins from this, uh, yes, it protects you, but almost more than anything, it just, it takes away so much stress, so much worry, so much anxiety. And again, just having that peace of mind and knowing that things are taken care of is it is worth every penny. And so can we talk about that for a minute of of having an accountant and more importantly Trevor having an accountant that you can trust. Um what kind of thoughts do you have on this as far as going about choosing an accountant that you can trust? That's a great question and I agree entirely with uh, outsourcing this. I mean legal and accounting are like the first thing that any business should outsource because you should not be experts uh, in those things. And so finding an accountant uh, is this weird thing because uh, – you know, I did give the example. Like if you go to like uh, – you know, if, as a photographer, if you go to like an accountant's website and you like look at like, you know – how it how the website looks and like the stock photography they might have and you're like oh this looks terrible it oh looks, it is it like, is te- it's absolutely terrible <laughs> this looks like an accountant you know tried to set up uh, a website with some photography that sucks right 
Uh, and that's easy for a photographer to see. But then it's like, well, what if the accountant looked at the photographer's finances in their books? And is, you know, and the photographer was trying to do it themselves. <laughs> Let's not right? go there. Let's avoid that. <laughs> yeah. And so it's kind of the same thing. It's like, oh, but the, the accountant's going to like recoil in horror. Are you trying to do all this yourself? Mm-hmm. Um, and so when you think of like, oh, I can just do all this myself, just look at an accountant's website and be like, all right, accountants can't do websites or stock photography. That means I can't do my accounting. Um, and so the, the way to find an accountant that you can trust – is to first ask for referrals from people in your industry. Who do they use and who do they like and why? Always, that's, I think that goes, any business, the first thing you do is ask for your friends and ask the people that you trust. Um, if you're just starting out, if you don't know people, if that doesn't work, uh, the next thing to do is look at, on websites at like Thumbtack. So Thumbtack, you put in, you say, I need an accountant. And then on the other side, uh, accountants and CPAs will pay, I don't know how much it is, but they'll pay for the, the right, to, for, they'll pay for your, you as a lead. And so you'll get five to 10 accountants saying, hey, uh, I'd like to work with you. And then you can go from there. And the third thing is, okay, once you have a, you know, a list of accountants to talk to, how do you find out whether they're actually good at their job, right? Like, how, like you don't know this stuff. How, how do you hire someone? How can you judge whether someone's any good? Mm-hmm. And so what I tell people is th- the thing that you do know is you know your business cold, right? You know your industry. You know the rates. You know, you know everything about your business. And so you can use this to kind of quiz and test – uh, these accountants that you interview. And so you can ask them for things like, well, you know, what do you see other people in this space going through? What problems do you see? Or what, you know, what kind of, uh, you know, what's the typical client look like for other photographers in this space? And you don't, you know, you don't put it to them as, oh, I'm going to quiz you. You're just, this is just the natural dialogue of the conversation. And you can very casually test their knowledge of your industry. Hmm. And I think that's really important because, there's so many different types of businesses out there, right? There's so many different types uh, or parts of the tax law that affect uh, different businesses differently. And so you want someone who, you know, who it's not their first rodeo, that they have other wedding photography clients or they have other photography clients, that they've done this before, that this is just the most boring, straightforward, easy thing either. The questions that you ask them about your business that they've already answered 20 times because this is just so mundane for them, right? Yeah. That's, a, that's the accountant that you want. But the way to find that out is to use your base of knowledge to, to go and to quiz them. So then, um, I, you know, I bet a lot of the listeners in our, right now are, are kind of thinking about like, what would those questions be? Like, um, you know, again, I, maybe it's, it might even be hard to, for us to come up with ideas of the questions because we're not even familiar enough uh, with, with what we should be asking. So if you could, what three questions would you encourage the audience to ask an accountant that they're considering to hire? So the first one is I would ask, um, um, I would ask for, uh, uh, what's the word? I would ask for to about their other clients that are in the same space. So I would say, do you ha- do you have uh, references that I can talk to, mm-hmm. right? And so that's that's just I mean, there's no quiz there. That's just straight up. Do you have clients in my industry already, right? Um, and then you can go and talk to those people, of course. The second thing I would ask is, what are common mistakes that you see people in my business run into, right? And then they'll, and then this is maybe a little tough for you, for for you to judge, but I think if you pay real close attention, you'll be able to tell whether they're speaking broadly or whether they're speaking specifically to their ex- personal experience with other businesses uh, in your industry. Mm-hmm. Um, and the third thing that I would ask is, <clears throat> uh, what are uh, 
So the first, this first, the second question was mistakes. The third question is, well, what are areas um, that you, what areas that um, people uh, people in my business um, can improve or do better that you see uh, that you that you see people running into rather frequently, mm-hmm. right? And again, you want to test for whether they have specific insights or whether they're speaking generally and making stuff stuff making stuff up on the spot. Um, and so again, it just gets it get, it gets to. Do they know their, Do they know your industry? Do they have clients in your space? Because that's basically all you're going to be able to to know. You're not going to know how you know uh, whether they were good students back when they got their accounting degree. You're not going to know uh, whether their experience, at, whether they worked at a big firm or a small firm prior to this, whether you know where they did they uh, were a diligent employee or they selected. I mean, you just don't. Know, you literally you don't know whether their accounting info is good. You don't know how many of their clients have been audited or or things like. That and those things are not possible to find out, and so you have to go to what you do know, and what you do know is your own business. Yeah, I can absolutely attest to that. I mean, our very first year in business, we did not have an accountant, and I got to tell you, Trevor, <laughs> I paid for it. I and I, li- I mean, I paid for it. Everybody does, man. It's not just you. <laughs> Literally, I mean, I paid for it multiple ways. One is so the first year I didn't have an accountant because I told myself I couldn't afford it. I told myself that my business wasn't ready for it. And what ended up happening was two really big problems. One is that um, the whole first year, right? My expenses, I didn't write off enough expenses. I didn't. I I did everything uh, kind of. Um, you know, what's the term, like (laughs) half-cocked, whatever it is, right? So, and uh, I ended up paying um, out way more than I needed to. And then by the second year, I was like, okay, fine, I I better bring on an accountant. Not not only that, but my whole first year, I was just stressed because of all the letters I was getting from, uh, you know, the city of Columbus wants, you know, a payment due. And then the, the, the state of Ohio told me that I, apparently they didn't receive my payment. And so now I'm like, well, no, I, I'm pretty sure I sent that. And then uh, on top of it, you've got to file everything else. And so by the time my second year rolled around and I brought in an accountant, he had to untangle such a mess that I made that the the money that I had to pay him to, to fix all of my mistakes was more than if I just would have had him on board my first year to start. I mean, that's just that's just stupid. And it's one of the it's one of my biggest mistakes that I did in my business. And so I I absolutely want to encourage all the listeners out there to please, please find yourself an accountant, someone reliable that that you can trust and that you can you can have them handle all these worries. You know, one of my favorite things, and I don't know if this is true of all CPAs, um, but man, one of my favorite things is when I get a letter in the mail uh, and it, you know, says the IRS on it, it says the state of Ohio, something do, I get out my phone, I take a picture of it, and I just email it directly to him, and that's it. And then he deals with the rest. And I know I pay for that service, but I will pay that out every single time. Yeah. And so one thing I would uh, say about that is because, yeah, th- this is this situation happens all the time where someone's just starting. Maybe they, you know, they are maybe they're not just starting, but they, you know, they have a solid part-time income, and uh, they're like, ah, I don't, you know, do I do I can I afford an accountant? It's going to be worth it. Um, and it is. It, I mean, depending on the accountant and how much you're asking them to do, yeah, it's going to take a bit of an investment on your part. But man, I cannot tell you how many people that I've talked to, not just in photography, but like every 
every business out there where people are like, oh, yeah, I did something wrong. I tried to do it myself and I had to pay more in taxes. It's just – it's almost like if you're going to start a business, you're going to pay more in taxes if you do it yourself. It's, just, it's almost like a rule. Um, and, and, and so uh, anyways, it, it's, I think it's totally worth it to find someone that is – uh, because well, when you're first starting off, you're you're running into this thing where you you, you know you don't want to just pay through the nose to your accountant because you you know maybe your business won't grow up one day. Maybe you know maybe it's just going to stay where it is. And so, uh, the what I found that works really well is to, and this is what I did for when I because uh, I don't do this myself. I I hire a CPA too. Uh, when I hired uh, my current CPA, uh, I I was looking for someone who had a lot of experience but was maybe just kind of starting out on their own. So my CPA had worked for a number of, I think, I don't know, five, six, seven years at a big accounting firm. He'd done a ton of tax returns. And he was just starting off on him, uh, by himself with a partner, starting up his own firm. And so this was great because even though I am, I am, you know, my business is relatively small, he was more than happy to answer my questions, to be attentive, to answer my emails because he wanted to earn my business mm-hmm. versus – when I went and talked to uh, other CPAs who'd been in business, you know, the supposedly the best in the business, super experienced, you know, they've had their firm for 20, 30 years. And, you know, I'm, you know, Sh- Joe Schmo, sole, uh, you know, sole proprietor, you know, a single member LLC, one person, no employees. I'm a small business uh, and they just don't care about me. I'm just like another return to me, to them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so they, they, you know, they're not going to take the time to answer your questions. They, you know, whether you use them or not, they, they, they just, frankly, they just don't care. They have uh, not only a ton of clients, but they have like a couple of clients who are probably doing tens of millions of dollars who are their bread and butter. Um, who pay most of their bills? Like, like the, what they pay, you know, to take their big clients out to lunch is probably what you pay them the whole year, right? Like, they, you just do not matter to these people. T- Trevor, and, are you are you suggesting that I don't make tens of millions of dollars as a photographer? <laughs> hey, uh, the, the, the market is expanding every day. So yeah, I right. Think, I think those photographers are out there. I'm going to change um, my name to Ten Million Dollar Photography <laughs> instead of Six Figure Photography. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, if my wife did that too, that'd, that'd be great. I'd be happy to to acquiesce to her. But um, anyways, so so the point is, uh, if you're if you're still small, but you want to find someone who will, uh, you know, answer your questions and take this burden off of your shoulders, like you just described, maybe try looking for someone who obviously has experience but is uh, relatively new with their own firm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I have a question for you. So April's around the corner here. You know our tax returns and all that jazz are going to be due. If there's maybe someone listening who who doesn't have an accountant uh, currently right now that's, that they're able to bring on to help kind of uh, take some of these reins here, they are going to be filing for themselves. I, I guess I, I'd love to help give a little advice as far as like um, self-employment taxes and, and how we can pay less of them. Do you have any advice uh, on on that topic? On how to pay less in self-employment taxes. So the you know the the, the really common thing, or, well, common to talk about. It's debated. You know how many people actually do this. Um, is uh, if you're going to do this thing, you should absolutely hire an accountant. You should not do it yourself. And the thing that I'm talking about is filing as an S corporation. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is going to be a lot of, you know, this is going to sound really technical and, and boring, but it's super important and it can save you a ton of money. So let's, let's, let's even talk about it too. And maybe, 
uh, if there's kind of high high level actionable steps for people to take that might help uh, us to avoid some of the complicated nitty gritty uh, okay, language sure. that people don't understand. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well. So. Okay. So. So the way it works is. Uh, if, well, th- what you should do is you should go to your accountant and you should say, "I want to file as an S corporation," and they, like use those words. I want to, or make an or the, if you really want to speak in their language, you, you can say, "I want to make an S corp election," and they'll their eyes will their eyes will light up and they'll know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> um, and so, uh, and so, what that means is that you, you uh, so just so just so people are aware because there's a lot of confusion about this. Your business entity, your business corporation um, is one thing for taxes and it's like another thing for the courts. And what I mean by that is you can have an LLC legally like for the courts. Like that's how the states recognize you. But for taxes, you can file that LLC as an S corporation. And this is the th- this is really the way that the vast majority of successful wedding photographers should do things. LLCs are really simple to set up. They're really cheap. They're straightforward. That's what you should legally be. You should, unless you are wildly successful and you've talked to an accountant, you should not. Your entity should not be an S corporation. That said, you can be an LLC and still get this tax gain that I'm referring to with self-employment taxes by filing your taxes as an S corporation. And if that sounds confusing, it is. That's because it is. But you don't have to, <laughs> you don't have to understand that. You just go to your accountant and be and say, I know I'm an LLC. But I want to file my taxes as an S corporation, and whether and whether that's actually a you know a perfect fit for your specific situation, at that point they can walk you through it. Uh, me, but the reality is is that most accountants are not um, they're not super proactive in helping people save taxes, which is something that uh, people expect accountants to do, but they often don't. And so this is something that you can proactively do to reach out to them and be like, hey, I've heard there's this thing where if I file as an S corporation, I can save on my self employment taxes. Can you explain that to me? And then they can walk you through it. Yeah, that's awesome. And just uh, just for the record, too, we're we're looking at early 2016 in case people are listening to this down the road and they're like, well, that's not true anymore. <laughs> oh, yeah. But these things change, you know, so uh, that's yeah, that's great advice. That's that's actually Trevor. That, that's very encouraging to me because that's what we've done. So I feel I feel like I can take a side relief. I didn't want you to say something that I've done the opposite <laughs> of. So th- this is really helpful, mate. Um Okay. Well, well, fantastic. So I guess I, I want to give a very, a very clear, direct, actionable step for our audience. Um, because again, th- this stuff, it's, it's sometimes it just feels like, okay, great. They're talking about taxes. I'm going to tune out, but this is very real. And again, you guys, the, the freedom that you can experience from this, I, I, I mean, I, it, it, it is the world. I could not run the business without my accountant. And so Trevor, um, what is the the very next step that someone should take if they don't have an accountant, right? Um, in order to find uh, a CPA, a certified public accountant is what that means. I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure, right? CPA, certified public accountant. Yeah. Yep, yep. Um, what what next step should t- someone take to find one? So uh, I'm assuming that you don't know a soul. You can't ask for referrals, right? You're doing this totally on your own. Just worst case scenario. Yeah. What you should do is you should go to a website called, and I mentioned it earlier, called thumbtack.com. Um, and this website, you know, they'll find you people to paint your house, do your taxes, whatever. Go there and ask and tell them, I want, I need an accountant, right? 
that is it's easy to do uh it's thumbtack.com it's straightforward it's a beautiful website uh then when that happens you'll get a list of five or ten accountants and then you can start asking them questions and what you know seeing whether an accountant is a good fit for you but the next step easily really simple go to thumbtack.com fantastic okay so now let's say you're listening and you already have an accountant right if there's anything that you can do to improve uh that relationship for 2016 to pay less taxes what kind of questions should they approach their current accountant with okay so that's more of a that's more of a tricky question uh the the you know the the low-hanging fruit for most people is going to be the thing i explained earlier about the s corporation mm-hmm. um because and, and then after that is, you know, just make sure that you're getting all of the deductions that you legally deserve. And so, you know, the follow-up question that everyone has is, oh, you know, well, wh- you know, where is the grand master list of all the deductions that I can take, right? Um, and unfortunately, no such, uh, no such list exists because all businesses are different. Um, and so you know what would conceivably be a deduction for one business doesn't count for another but but generally speaking uh, just make sure that everything that relates to your business that you've paid for is counted as an expense on your business's books right so if you go to a conference or if you subscribe to a photography magazine or if you pay for a you know a workshop or a piece of educational material or i know the, you know online courses are super popular in the photography world right now if you pay for those those are deductible right um, these you know tend to be more of the, the common one, things that get missed but even you know higher higher level than that taking a step back more important or your you know the best uh, to put yourself in the best position possible to get all your deductions make sure that you have a separate bank account and you have a separate set of books for your photography business uh, it is mind blowing how many people don't do this uh not because it's um uh you know even if you don't have a you know even if you don't have a a, a, a corporation or an llc um you should still do this because it helps you – first of all, it helps you know the health of your business. Just speaking about running a business that you know mm-hmm. you want to know how much money you're bringing in. Um, and second, you know, it makes your accountant's job about 100 times easier <laughs> because uh, – and it will cost you less, right? Because you hand them you know, your, your what's called an income statement, your, you know, what says you know, your revenue at the top, how much you brought in, your expenses at the bottom, and your profit is the difference. That's called an income statement, and that is what your accountant's going to use to do your books. But what happens is if you don't have separate bank accounts and separate books for your business, well, then you know, you're going to like – you know, miss expenses uh, that should be in your photography business that or would reduce your taxable income. And this is, you know, I'm speaking from personal experience here because my wife has done this. Um, <laughs> you just threw her right under the bus, mate. Totally, totally. And if she listens to this, I'm I'm talking to you right now, honey. But um, <laughs> but but it's a uh, it, it's you know it's this problem where she you know she will do her you know and she's not the only one. Trust me. Where she'll procrastinate doing her books until the end of the and then you know she has to go back in fear okay well which of these expenses were for the photography business and which of the expenses were just personal and that's just a nightmare scenario that's like horror like do not do that um i i I think i might do that oh oh (laughs) and you need to hire a bookkeeper oh man is that the next step okay yeah, yeah, we can, and we can, you can jump into that. But, but uh, the takeaway here is, if you want to maximize your deductions, the best strategy is to keep a separate set of books. Okay, fantastic. So, okay, well, we're going to touch on this briefly before we head out. So, a bookkeeper—that's going to be someone who's who's separated from an accountant, right? Uh, someone entirely different. Tell me a little bit more. Unpack this. 
Yeah, so a, a bookkeeper you can think of as – well, just to take a step back. So what is an accountant? What is a CPA? What is a bookkeeper? All these you know terms are tossed about and, and no one knows what they actually mean. So like a CPA is like registered, licensed by the state. You have to test – pass a bunch of tests and whatever to, to be a CPA. To be a quote-unquote an accountant, you don't have to do anything. You, you know, wedding photographer could call herself or call himself an accountant. It's like not a legally protected term. Um, and a bookkeeper is kind of in the middle. A bookkeeper is someone who – you know, you hand them your bank statement and your credit card statement, and they return to you a pretty set of financials. Where, like I said earlier, it's you know has your revenue at the top, and then it has all of your expenses categorized correctly and broken out, and how much profit you make at the bottom. That's what a bookkeeper does, and bookkeepers are great um, because they'll know how to categorize your expenses correctly. So they'll know. You know what expenses are you know 100% deductible versus what expenses are 50% deductible, and they'll break those out for you. Um, to be honest, um, you know this is something that a lot of people can 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 do themselves because most people don't have a bunch of transactions every month. You know maybe they'll have you know 20 or 30 transactions between all of their income and all of their expenses. Um, but the benefit of bookkeepers, they can make sure to to classify these things correctly for you. Now. Um, there's also, you know, any CPA, any any person who does taxes will also have a bookkeeping service that they can offer to you. But if you're going to a CPA, it's going to cost more money. The best strategy, the best bang for your buck is to go, you can also do this on Thumbtack, is to find a bookkeeper. They'll cost you anywhere from, you know, $15 to $30 an hour. They'll maybe do an hour or two of work a month. Have them do your financial statements. And then at the end of the year, they give you your yearly financial statements and you just hand those over to your CPA, your tax accountant. And then they do your taxes uh, with those. I think that's the the best strategy for the most people. Fantastic. So I definitely need to fire my bookkeeper because that's me, and I am a I am apparently a terrible bookkeeper. So I'm going to do this. I that's my actionable step. I'm going to hop on Thumbtack and uh, and dig into this a little bit. Trevor, th- this has been awesome, man. And this has been uh, it, it's really practical stuff. It's stuff that we all need to be considering with our businesses if we're going to move forward uh, and actually produce a company that gives us uh, the life that we want. Without without these things, you guys, you're going to be pulling your hair out and you're going to be throwing in the towel way too early. And I hate to see that happen. I want to see you guys out there shooting, uh, taking pictures, creating artwork, blessing your clients and your families, pretty much everyone who comes in touch with you. Uh, and, and this is one of the first and most critical steps. Yes, it's boring, but man, is it important. So Trevor, man, thank you so much for just uh, beginning to break some of this stuff down for everyone. Even just to get our minds thinking about this is so helpful. Uh, Trevor, I want to ask you two final questions. One you said your wife's a wedding photographer. I, I want to give her a shout out. Where can people uh, take a look at your wife's work? Um, they can go to BriannaMcKendrick.com. B-R-E-A-N-N-A McKendrick, M-C-K-E-N-D-R-I-C-K.com. Awesome. Cool. And uh, Trevor, where can people learn more about you uh, and find you online? Yeah. So a very similar, TrevorMcKendrick.com. Uh, uh, my, just my first and my last name. And uh, they can also follow me on Twitter at Trev McKendrick. Um, and if you have, you know, if, if you people listening uh, have more questions about accounting or taxes or how this all works or you want more details, um, you know, I have a, an accounting course that I'm going to be opening up to the public again uh, very soon, actually, uh, on April 5th. And so if people want to find out more about that, they can just go to trevormckendrick.com and in the very top right corner, click uh, on the link to the accounting course. 
Fantastic. We'll make sure to get that down in the show notes so people can uh, learn a little bit more about that course and go from there. Um, Trevor, thank you, man. This has been a great interview. I appreciate you being a part of the SFP community and uh, we'll talk soon. Thank you so much for listening. Again, six-figure photography is nothing without you guys, and I'm just so excited to to be able to continue to give back to you guys. Uh, So just thanks for listening, and uh, we've got a lot more in store this year.